listening to Around Comics. This is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where we talk about everything in and around the world of comics and comics culture. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Brian Salazar. Happy uh, middle of the month, middle of June. Yeah. Happy June. What this? Yeah. No idea. Is, is it June? It'll be June by the time anyone listens to yep. this. Yes. All right. All right. Wait, June. it's June now, isn't it? Isn't it June? It is June. I June think it's June. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Behind the curtain, folks. June bugs. We're, yep, we're recording this in our way, June. And, uh, and uh, with us, as always, is uh, Mr. Tom Caters. Oh. Oh. You got Sounds a little terrible. Sound. Get hello, Tom's hello. from Mars. There he is. Do you, have hello, the, you? do you have the IKEA furniture built yet? I'm sitting on it right now. It's taking another two weeks, and you're still yeah, working on it. I've been enjoying. Yeah, it's great. It's a great chair. <laughs> we went to the oh. IKEA um, in uh, in Wisconsin, the one there on uh, mm-hmm. is that uh, is that uh, forty one. Uh, it's yeah. uh, outside of uh, I forget what little suburb it is. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. It's, Did you enjoy uh, it? Uh, it? Yeah, yeah. What'd you uh, get there? Uh, we got we What's got the meatballs. SKU number. Yeah. Give me a SKU number. Uh, I can skew look this up. Uh, we got we got a throw for our for our uh, our chair and uh, and some meatballs mm-hmm. and it's on the uh, website right now. You gotta get the Swedish meatballs. Yeah, they're delicious. Uh, I will not go on the website. <laughs> we looked at some. Uh, oh, I got some cutting boards. You know, it's Ooh. a I can, you know, you go there and you don't buy any furniture, and you're like, eh, I still spent like a hundred dollars on nothing that we needed. But you know, that's it. Amazon uh, was created. It, it is why Amazon was created, and it's also how I feel whenever I go into a comic book store, which is what we heard talk about is some comic books. So let's comics. Uh, comics. Let's talk about some comics. Uh, comic books. Comic books. Tom. <laughs> Why don't you lead us off? Why don't you lead us off? What, what have you been reading? Uh, it's so funny that yeah, I don't know if you picked that up, uh, Sal, because we were talking about Battlestar Galactica, and Tom was sounding a little bit like a Cylon there. <laughs> he maybe like is. what? A Cylon. <laughs> you sound like a Cylon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I am a little bit. I'm a half Cylon. <laughs> on my mom's side. I mean, yeah. Yeah, by the end of the show, we were all Cylons. That was the... (laughs) Sorry, go ahead, Todd. What have you been reading? Uh, I I have just, uh, coming out of how much I enjoyed um, uh, Mr. Miracle uh, by Tom King and uh, Mitch Gerard's uh, 
Is that I just slaughtered his name, didn't I? I think How that's that was close. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, which day I read next? And I saw the Vision, the uh, the by Tom King and uh, I think Gabriel Walta, I believe yes. is what I have been here. Um, critically acclaimed. I was like, oh, hey, cool. I'm gonna like this just as much as like uh, Mr. Miracle. And I read it, and I did not like it at all. <laughs> and I had this very strange. I was like, "Why? Why did I? Am I not understanding this book?" Because I was like, "Everyone seems to love this book," and it got like nominated for things. And I was like, "I, I don't think it." I'm, I'm, and I went to Wikipedia and read like the summary of it. <laughs> because I was like, maybe that's I'm the safest like, thing to do. Because I was like, "Well, maybe I'm just like not understanding." part of the story and I'm missing some significant detail that would illuminate it. And I went read through and I was like, no, that's what I thought. I understood. I know I should have had more faith in myself. Yeah. I was just kind of like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm a little surprised that this book's gotten so much love, I guess. I don't know. I'm maybe that's just me. I, or, you know, like this book came out a couple of years ago and, you know, I've always heard good things about it. And I read it and I was like, ah, I, maybe I just don't give a fuck about the vision. <laughs> As Alec Holland. I'm just sort of like, ah, whatever. You've gone through so many iterations. I don't even know what you are anymore. I don't understand it. I don't, you know, like the central problem to me was in this book, every time the people in the town were talking about the uh, vision and his family like being monsters, I was like, you're right. They are. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's really messed up that he made these duplicates, you know, or like used, you know, uh, if I understood the story correctly, you know, used Scarlet Witch to make his wife and like create his family out of nothing. And Because she like, owed him. Yeah, and it's like, I, whenever the people in the town were like frightened by him, I'm like, you should be frightened by him. This is really fucking creepy. Yeah. So like, I never, I could never get like wrapped that. I guess I just never got that invested in them as characters, you know. So when people are killing other characters and like, I was just like, oh, okay, like, yeah, the, they need like, to die. There's <laughs> no significance to me of them, you know, like. In a, yeah, in a strange way. I was sort of like, you know, and the omen was like, you have like one of those moments where you're reading something and like the story, you know, spoilers for The Vision if you haven't read it, by the way. It's, I don't think it's going to be a big deal, right? You start off by like killing like sort of like a B-level character, right? Like you're like, oh, we'll just get rid of the Grim Reaper, who's like a character I kind of How barely How dare know. you call that B-level? I'm just, his name's the Grimmer. Come on, great costume design. And I immediately, like, immediately set like my warning alarms in, in my head off. Where I was like, "Oh, this is how the story is beginning is by like killing off some like character that there's a subset of people that all care to hate about Grim Reaper being killed." Yeah, and and then from that point on, I was just sort of like. Okay, I understand why the people in this town are with them. Um, they keep doing sort of horrible things. 
Um, maybe someone should destroy them. Uh, yeah, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't care about any of the characters. I still don't care about the vision. I don't know. Maybe I just have like a blind spot to this character where I sort of like, ah, okay. I mean, I get what the story was trying to do and it was like an interesting elevator pitch, but I sort of like got to the end and was like, that was like, that was fine. I don't think I care about the vision anymore than I did before. Or about his family. I guess I didn't feel like any of the sacrifice like had any effect to me. Like I wasn't like, oh wow, that's like an interesting moment. I was sort of like, yeah, okay, yeah. Like I didn't know who this character was before this started. Like I also don't care. I just it was just like completely did not land with me in any way whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. So I was just sort of like, yeah, okay. That's interesting. I uh, I really enjoyed it myself. Um, I I don't know. I, I guess I took a different. I, I not that I have ever give a shit about the vision. because um, yeah. I haven't either. He's one of those characters that it's like whatever. He's always kind of been there, but I've I've never cared about that character. I I never gave a shit about his relationship with Wanda. I didn't fucking care that they had kids. I never. I, none of that storyline. None of the vision ever really. I landed with me to use He was your, your Marvel's point. Mr. Martian, or the Mar- uh, Martian Manhunter. Man, Martian Manhunter. Yeah. But, Call uh, him by his John Jones. Josh. <laughs> yes. Have some respect. Mike Martz. Mike Martz. Mike Martz. Mike, nice. <laughs> nice, black, nice black hammer reference. But uh, I really like this, and I think, I don't know, well, I think one of the reasons, uh, and it can be both... Uh, beneficial to me when you're reading it for me and sometimes a hindrance but you know Tom King I think puts so much of his own sort of life into these characters his own sort of existence and, and so I read some of that into this and I, I guess I kind of read into it like him coming out of uh, you know working for the CIA and, and sort of moving to Washington and raising a family and and sort of just being trying to be normal uh, mm-hmm. when at the same time maybe dealing with some shit from that experience in Afghanistan and and, and relating that through these characters where you know, the Vision is a very weird character who doesn't know who he is, doesn't really understand his own ex- existence, I think, that well. And I think that's very human in a lot of ways, um, but him trying to be more human, more normal, uh, mm. which I, which is what I found interesting about it, because I think like, um, I think a lot of us walk around trying to be normal. You know what I mean? Like, uh, especially the older you get, families, raising a family, having a house, having kids, that kind of thing. Like, you sort of are doing what you're supposed to do, but you know, and I think I I would think you uh, can relate to this time of like, you know, being a dad, like going, oh, how do I do this? How do I, how do I be a father? I nobody's ever told me how to do this. No, there's no book I can really read. There's not an instruction manual. I'm just trying to figure this out, and I'm going to sort of fake it and hope my kids survive, and they don't have to pay for a bunch of therapy when they're older. 
Um, and so that's kind of what I enjoyed of watching mm-hmm. it or, you know, reading it and just sort of from that perspective, like seeing him explore this character who isn't human and wants to be, uh, but isn't sure how to go about doing it and is just sort of like in this weird sort of uh, almost horrific way pantomiming humanity but he doesn't know any better and it just sort of falls apart uh burn him with fire well yeah (laughs) i guess hey i just want to put it out there this uh you know for our future uh artificial intelligent overlords that are soon to take over the planet i'm not the one saying this that's tom caters so i'm half cylon (laughs) we already established this we're all Cylons. But, uh, so I guess, I guess that's, pass. I guess that's how I connected yeah. with the characters more so than you did. Uh, I guess to me, it, it felt like all that stuff. I felt like I never got to care about the characters before all the stuff started to happen. You know, like the instigating event happened so quickly. Right. Right. It's sort of just like, okay. Like, I just met this character, and, like, I never, I guess to me, I just never had time to actually care about any of those characters before they sort of get wrapped up in the plot points. Right, right. What they're doing. So I'm sort of like, oh, that person did that. It's like, okay. Yeah, you were invested in them. You didn't get invested. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, it was very, it was very beautifully drawn. And the writing was good. It wasn't like I was like, why is this person saying that? I just like, it just read. I was, I was just like one of those moments where I was genuinely confused because it got so much love and I read it and I was like, I was like, yeah, that's all right. It's like pretty blah type of story. <laughs> On to the next thing. Yeah. That was- <laughs> but but, but, but you, did, you did like the, his Mr. Miracle series. Yeah, I did. Okay. I mean, did you feel like that was kind of the same thing where it was trying to balance the the I'm a crazy new god? uh, Well, I think it's a lot of Tom's work is that sort of idea of amazingly powerful individual. But I also I've got a a wife and and kids and and I'm trying to balance that thing. The vision might not be the best vehicle for that for me like i just did not like it so so maybe maybe vision was the warm-up to mr miracle which was ultimately more successful from a storytelling standpoint well i think the big the biggest difference is that mr miracle has a level of levity to it that's mixed in like the tonal differences in that book are very like there's really funny moments and really horrific moments. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that resonates. You know, if you're taking Tom King's personal experience, right? Like, I can see how that translates into Mr. Miracle, right? Like, that idea of, like, here is during the day he's off fighting this war with the, the new gods. And then during the day, he's taking care of his, of his wife, who's about to give birth, you know, right? Like yeah, that sure. tonal difference between those is so like, you know, like, you know, in a lot of ways that made it resonate more for me on that. You know, I also, I, I think, I, I think I respond better to humor 
and I can't say that the vision had a lot of humor in it. Okay, it was sure. Pretty, it was pretty horrific, I guess, and very sort of like it was creepy. I yeah. thought it was creepy. Like, oh, definitely. Much... I think it. I think it was. It was creepy, and maybe that's. Yeah, uh, I actually, I still haven't finished Mr. Miracle. I would. I need to go back and re- start yeah. it from the beginning and reread it. But I. I kind of. I didn't connect to Mr. Miracle as much as I did to Vision, for hmm. some reason. Maybe I'm. Uh, like you're. You're. Movie. You're a robot. I'm a robot. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm cold and hard. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just like yeah. They should destroy this family. They should burn yeah. these no, monsters. The Avengers should be stopping this. <laughs> like yes, someone do something. Burn it. Someone burn it with them. fire. Horrible. Yeah. yeah, this is horrifying. Someone do something. Don't just let him do this. See, and I felt like an empathy for him because they are sort of you know these creatures, but not of their own volition. You know what I mean? Like they didn't choose to be creatures. They didn't choose yeah. to be androids or whatever they are or synthetic humanoids or, uh, the, so they're yeah. put in this situation where they have no choice and they're trying to make the best of it. And, um, yeah. where like Mr. Miracle, I kind of like, well, you know, they, they're putting, like, I almost feel with Mr. Miracle, like he's causing, the problems for himself, which ultimately we all all do, but mm-hmm. I, you know that that's one of the differences between the book for me is like Vision is a character that doesn't have a choice, didn't have a choice to be who he is. Where like Mister Miracle kind of made choices to put him where he is, put him in the situations that he ends up in. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think the source material is so different between those two. Yeah. I mean, the vision as a character has always been about, like, he was built, right? And there's all this ancillary shit with yeah. Ultron and all these other things, right? So, like, that's intrinsic to, like, his characters. This, like, there's been all these different versions of it, and then the vision gets blown up, he gets rebuilt, right. and now he's like this, you know? Like, there's just, like, that nature of the vision that's sort of like what vision is this you know like what are, what are we looking at whereas you know the origin story of mr miracle you know like it is sort of born out of that like you know he's sent to apocalypse a peace offering you know so in a sense that part of him is not he doesn't get a choice right, in that. Have a choice but there, his yeah. but his you know his story is like he escaped he's the one that escapes from all that somehow, you know, like through perseverance, he manages to like emerge from that. But yeah, I mean, it's just interesting because I I like a lot of stuff and I I was expecting to like this. And then I got to the end and I was like, Oh, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. There you go. Sometimes it happens. What are you going to do? So I guess segue into something, another Tom King book that I kind of wanted to talk about was, I, I don't know if either of you have read it, but heroes in crisis, which wrapped yes. up um, this last uh, month um, with uh, a lot of people were complaining about the ending of it. And um, it's another book where it's like, you know, Tom dealing with, you know, well, and I, I, you know, a lot of it I think is post-traumatic stress disorder and, and, and the idea of these heroes dealing with that, dealing with PTSD and, uh, and trying to cope 
with all the things that they see and live with and experience and uh, spoilers because if people haven't read it, um, it ends up being uh, um, Wally West who can't cope with his existence and the fact that um, mostly the fact that he came back from the dead and his family didn't come with him um, and how to deal, you know, he, he doesn't know how to deal with that. Like his, his children have been erased from existence um, and he's been brought back and he's, he's trying to, you know, sort of cope with that. Uh, And it ends up, you know, uh, in really uh, kind of a horrible, dark, thing um in the book but a lot of people were like pissed off about it and like angry and like uh you know because he used wally in that way and um and a lot of what i read about people talking about it was like you know well he doesn't even know this character why did he use this character he doesn't even know wally west why why would Wally? and and i get so kind of tired of that fucking argument when people don't like a book like saying that it's bad because because the character does something out of character, which is kind of a ridiculous statement of her. I mean, for characters that have been around so goddamn long and have had so many writers, like the idea that a writer doesn't, you know, that, that a character doesn't act like way, the way he's supposed to act is sort of silly at this point. Like, no, that's the way he's acting now. That's the, the writer was paid to write that character. That's how that character is acting right now. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily change how he chose to act in the past. And it doesn't mean that's how he's going to act in the future. But right now that's how that character acts. And people writing and talking about this book, like it's um, horribly written because the character does something out of what they're used to is just such a bizarre thought to me. But I like the idea that, you know, King is Tom's sticking with the same sort of theme of like these mm. characters coping with their existence, um, which I find interesting. I don't know. So superhero comics in, in this day and age are a lot of them are pretty boring to me. Like your basic sort of superhero comic of you know good versus evil is kind of bland. Um, I don't think there's that terribly that many that are out there that are very good, but. I find his stuff interesting because he deals with like the idea of like, well, what would it be like to not just be a superhero, but be a superhero in a ridiculous existence where you come back from the dead and your family's no longer in existence and just disappear mm-hmm. and your friends, you know, you're to, to blame for it in, in, you know, the, your mentor, your hero, the guy that you looked up to is sort of to blame for it. How would that affect you? Um, I think that's an interesting, at least, uh, dis, you know, uh, idea. And then to kind of wrap that into an exciting comic book, um, I think is pretty ambitious. But I know you had some ideas on it, Tom, too. Uh, what, what are you? What are your yeah, I think you know sometimes yeah, using the word crisis packs so much emotional baggage. Mm. into doing something right like that i found the story very ambitious right and i I do think like that point of view of like what it's like to live sort of that you know what you know what would happen if you came back from the dead and your family didn't come back it's very interesting i think the problem with it in that it was sort of struck me as strange it sort of lives in that in-between space 
between that ambitious goal and still sort of filling what a crisis story is, right? It's like all these characters died, right? You still have the trappings of, you know, what does a crisis at DC mean? Mm -hmm. It means like all these characters died. Like, so you're kind of like, to me, the story kind of felt like it, it lived in both spaces, which I don't think did the ambitious portion of it, the justice, you know, like having to sort of fill in, fit in like the mist who killed all these people, like was almost sort of like not diminishing the ambitious portion of it, but like felt like it was in service of like a different thing. Like this is we what, have like, to make a crisis. It, uh, yeah, a crisis. Yeah, like it kind of felt like it lived in between those two things, and I think like if it was freed from having to be called a crisis and li- live with that baggage of what that means, like whether like what what fan expectation is of that, I think it it could have been better. And I'm not saying that it's bad because I, I found it interesting. I just think like it lived in a strange space that didn't quite like work exactly the way I wish it would have. No, like, I see it just sort mean. of like it kind of had the trappings of one thing and like it, it, it was like not wholly of that ambitious nature. Like there's still those things that were like, like who did this? You know, all the time spent with that, right. To like, land on the, the the culprit you know being wally west it just felt like it just felt of two worlds you know like trying to combine those things together into one type of story yeah there there may have been in like a uh he was doing the best with what he was given you know the confines of what he could work within uh because it's like hey it is a crisis so we have to Kill a bunch of people and, yeah. and and like you said, make it sort of a murder mystery, which is interesting that the crisis has become sort of that, where it's like it's it's a you know it's a murder mystery that that's kind of what those books have been at least for uh, yeah. you know, uh, but I mean I guess in the same point like you kind of know that going into it right like you, you yeah and, yeah um so to sort of complain or and, and I'm not saying this about you I'm just saying more the online sort of complaining yeah. uh, to complain about it at that point about it being what it is, is like, well, I mean, it is a crisis book. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect? Uh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the thing about living in sort of two spaces, I think is separate from like the weather Wally. Yeah. Yeah. Character or whatever, you know, like, what kind I know of what you're saying though, because there is yeah. sort of like the, 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 um, the construction of it is yeah. that uh, manufactured sort of thing where like he's 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 building up that anticipation for the eventual who done it moment and that yeah. almost takes away from the idea of what would it be like for a hero to go through what Wally's going through uh yeah in a little way it felt sort of like yeah like the they didn't work together as well as they could have. Right, right. You know, in a sense to like be like, oh, land sort of like what you're aiming for with that ambitious point of view. But it's sort of married to like, you know, it's it's interesting, right? Like in such a weird way, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths is like like this thunderclap that we still hear 
decades later, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the, you know, what do we talk about? We talked about the vision. How does the vision start? It starts by killing off like a B-level character that some people love, right? Like that's such a, a thing that, you know, like I just recently reread Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? And like that whole really? beginning where Earth Earth C gets destroyed. B-level characters getting murdered right at the start, so you know it's serious, right? Like it's so <laughs> weird to me that we still it's like it's interesting, matter. right? It has yeah, like it's such a template, like for what we like what we as comic book fans expect, like a world-changing event to feel like. Right. And like it's shifted over the years. Right. And you're right. It has become more like murder mystery. Right. But there's still like that echo of that construction. Yeah. Of like this story, you know, this story serious because we're going to kill off all these characters. Right. And like it's just it's so interesting to me that that yeah. structure. Because if in the X-Men, they, they kill if they kill a Morlock, things are serious. Yeah, it's like it's just interesting. Yeah. Like. Like how that structure has just survived for so long, and it's still like. But do you think present- it all, it's limited to comics? I mean, I think you see that in yeah. really no. anything. Oh, no. Like, you, you know, that's why there's the. I mean, quite honestly, it's why there's the complaints of women in refrigerators. It's not just comics, though. It's movies oh, yeah, and yeah. TV shows. Like, well, we need we need the audience to be invested. Murder is the ultimate. You know what I mean? Like having someone yeah. murdered brutally is how you get people interested. I mean, it just, you know, that's, I mean, one it of just so happens. Comics have an endless series of B characters yeah. that you can fucking, it really, it really decimate. should happen. It should happen more. It should happen more on shows like SVU because I want most of those characters to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will yeah. give Tom King credit for Grim Reaper. At least yeah. it's, I mean, there is a relationship. It, 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 he is Simon Williams' brother. Yes. And, yes. Yes. you know, Simon Williams was what Vision was originally brained, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. But so at least there was that. But I, but I know what you mean. Like there is that. It, it almost is like, oh, okay. They're not, you know, they're, they're not giving me anything you know, really unique or interesting here because you're just following that that same. I mean, like the setting is interesting, and resolution is interesting, right? But like the the instigating event is almost sort of like that is what happens in a crisis. Maybe that I mean that could be brilliant, right? Because it works. It's a crisis, yeah. So, so like it fits within that, but at the same time, it's sort of like. Part of me is sort of like, ah, man, you know, the DC's sort of um, their emotional attachment to crisis as a word and what that means, I think sometimes isn't always like beneficial, right? Like to, to, to what they're trying to do all the time, right? Like that's the word so packed with stuff for them storytelling wise. Not yeah. just like emotionally, but like what that means is like that it's, means all, it's, all, it's almost to the point that it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's a brand. I, it, I found yeah, it is a brand. Didn't they? They already did Final Crisis, so I mean, what yeah. the fuck? What right? the fuck are we doing? Yeah, why do we keep doing these? But um, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's just I mean, like I, an, it's almost like an exercise now. Like okay, yeah, yeah. How, we need a crisis. How do we do what another do we do? crisis? How <laughs> do we do another crisis? What do we do with another crisis? Who wants to take yeah, a shot at it? I thought it was, 
I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was very ambitious. I also sort of feel like I don't know how, exactly how I feel about it yet. And I it feel was like I need more time to like, think about it. Beautifully drawn. Yes. Beautifully yes. drawn. One of the best, I think, yeah. you know, drawn superhero comics of the year. I, I personally, I think it's absolutely gorgeous. But uh, and I found it interesting. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting. I think yeah. it's it's a little. Uh, it's a little tough to get through to some degree, but uh, I think it. I, I don't know. I just I thought it was incredibly ambitious for for what it was trying to to yes. do and deal yeah. with. And maybe it came up short, but I said this. I think I said this on online. I'm like, I'd rather I'd rather have like amazing failures than mediocre yeah. consistency. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? <laughs> which is we get a lot of take mediocre a big swing. Yeah, yeah, take a big uh, yeah. swing and you miss. You know, but you know it's like other <laughs> than like a bunch. You just described Grant Morrison. <laughs> well, yeah, he does take a lot of big yeah, swings sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, but, uh, he, sometimes yeah, he hits I mean, home runs. And mm-hmm. I don't even know if I if I don't like it. I'm just sort of like I did like it. I think it just like. It's like one of those books I might have to like sit a little while and think about how I actually, yeah, like really felt about it. Like, uh, I think that's the mark like of a, a good book, though. I mean, yeah, if for you sure. can't just kind of get through it and go, eh, or I did like it or I didn't like it, maybe you know, sometimes there's something that makes you chew on yeah. it a little bit. Good book, yeah. good movie, where you come back and you're like, yeah, I'm still thinking about that. That's a yeah. that's a good sign. And now the Ernest goes to camp. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, still thinking about I've been that. thinking about 30 years still, che- still chewing on that movie for <laughs> years and years and now so, uh, uh, what do you guys think about Tom King writing co-writing the New Gods TV show that's cool sure, yeah, that's kind of interesting yeah. good for him good for him alright enough about that bastard yeah, yeah. we talked um, about Jesus Christ we, yeah. we, are, we are old I, I determined by Speaking reading this yourself. book, we are old because the comics that came out whenever we were in our uh, like 20s are now being uh, rebooted and reimagined. And, and, and well, um, did you guys? Um, and this is uh, this is my latest late to the party inclusion. Have you read uh, the Wild Storm? No, uh, no. I did. Tom King write it. Yeah, Tom <laughs> King did not write it. Oh, okay, this is uh, Ellis, right? It's a yeah. This little known guy named Warren Ellis. He used to be oh. a thing back in the day. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's Warren Ellis reinventing or rebooting the Wildstorm universe because uh, I guess Jim, you know, I, I read the the afterword and and uh, uh, Jim Lee wrote him a a really slobbery message. It's like Warren, you're the only guy that can do this, and we it's, it's we're gonna put this in your hands, and it's up to you. And um, it is everything that 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 I love about comics. It is, it's sci-fi and espionage and it just, it hits those, those beats for me. 
I will, I, knowing your guys' style and, and what, mm-hmm. uh, what appeals to you, this is my kind of comic. It is, it is, it's, it's almost tailor made for me. And, and I've, I've through 13 issues of the, of the relaunch and have loved absolutely every one of them. It's give me sci-fi, political intrigue and espionage. And I'm mm. fucking just, Happier than a gopher in soft dirt. <laughs> is that are they happy? In, is that happy? I don't know if yeah. I'm not sure how to sure interpret very, that. Yeah, <laughs> colloquially. Is to that pick. a Wisconsin colloquialism? It's, no, it's very Southern oh. Illinois. Um, <laughs> that, you know the other the other cool thing about it is I mean it's very nostalgia ridden because you know all of the characters are. Are, it's almost like alternate universe versions of the Wildstorm characters that we that we read in the early nineties. Uh, whenever Jim Lee, it was uh, it's his Wildcats team is oh, that was right. yeah. So it's it's Jacob Marlowe who is you know kind of the the little person um, and Grifter and Zealot and uh, Void. Um, trying to think, uh, it, it, so it combines them with the Stormwatch characters that would eventually become the Authority, and ah. the, and the Wild. Mm, so you get Wild gen- Storm. It's the Wild it's Storm. A storm. It's yeah, a storm. it's a storm of wild, wild storm characters. <laughs> it's a so storm you, of wild. Uh, yeah, so you get you know a, a new Jenny Sparks. Uh, you get um, uh, John Lynch, who was the the head of Stormwatch in this version of the of the universe, this relaunched universe. Uh, Stormwatch is now uh, IO. It's the the intelligence organization that runs everything Earthbound, and then there's. Um, would that have been? It, it gets it gets complicated whenever you look at the you know the the comparables from the old old universe. I guess Stormwatch is now Skywatch, which <laughs> controls everything in space, and it, it's so you have the the characters from the old Wildstorm universe have been reimagined, relaunched in this universe and i uh, i assume they're going to keep going on and and moving forward i hear that there is a new wild cats uh mini series that's going to to come out of this but uh it's nice to see old characters like john lynch and grifter and zealot and and all those characters that i enjoyed in the 90s and then uh in the early 2000s Whenever they kind of uh, started to reimagine the series, even the post Alan Moore uh, Wildcats, where they went into uh, when Brubaker did Sleeper, all of those characters came out of this kind of shared universe, and it's neat to to see them reimagined and relaunched. So uh, check out uh, the Wildstorm. Do you uh, do you like? I haven't read that stuff since mm-hmm. the nineties. Do you do you need to sort of? Nope. No, you're, you're good. Just going in straight in. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's kind of, it's kind of like the Doctor Who relaunch in TV, where it's like if you were an old school fan of the TV show, there was another layer that you would appreciate. But 
the majority of the new fans of that TV show probably never watched any of the 70s, 80s, or early 90s versions of that character and appreciate it just as well, if not even even more so. So there are some neat nods to the the 90s versions of of the series and those characters where there's some, you know, it's like, ooh, I know who that character is. Right, but right. if you don't, if you it's don't, it's matter. fine. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, Warren Ellis is a pretty good writer and he doesn't have he's to. Good. He's, he's good. He's, he's good. good. He's he good. doesn't, he, he doesn't have to rely on the nostalgia of, of the old characters to make, to, to write a good story. It's, you can jump right in. You don't have to, you don't have to remember who void is. You know, because they're all, it's reimagined. So they all get kind of new origin stories anyway. So, I mean, if you see Jack Hawksmore and you, and you were a big fan of the authority, then that's kind of a, a, a little mini payoff for you. Right. But if you never read the authority, it, it weighs it out for you and explains what his powers are. And they, they've also, they've changed a lot of things. So it's not everyone has the same powers or the same backstory. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fine. You don't have to have been a wild storm, you know, aficionado, Devotee. you know, yeah, the the four of us out there in the world, a wild storm chaser. Oh, I think so, I got a letters page, uh, the letters page title right there. Wild Storm Chasers. Nice. Storm Chasers. Nice. Storm Chasers. <laughs> uh, so, so I, you know, I know that this is probably up my alley more than your guys's because it, it just, it, it checks a lot of the boxes of, of what I like in a, in a, in a superhero slash espionage. I have to admit, uh, I'm. Espionage is is one of the uh, those genres that I've just I have a hard time with. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't I don't enjoy that much of it. You don't like lying. You don't like lying. <laughs> it's probably it. I'm a very honest. I'm a very People very honest fucking... guy. You know. Why won't this just... spy just tell them who he is? Yeah. Why is he gonna hide? And... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's like it gets too complicated. Like I gotta. I'm, I'm like I. I'm. I either want like character driven stuff or plot driven stuff. And like with espionage, okay. it's plot driven, but the plots always get so intertwined. Like I, I gotta pay attention. To like four different groups of people doing different uh, machinations. I'm, under, I'm, under, and, I'm understanding why you didn't like reading uh, uh, Good Omens. Yeah, that's what I like. I, I gotta sit here and fucking figure out what all these different groups of characters are doing and nonsense. I, I need, I need, I need a wall with pictures and string just and fucking and, yeah, uh, fuck that shit, man. Just tell me a story. God damn, I don't, I don't know how I ever got through Game of Thrones. Quite honestly, because that's so you know like that. But I don't know. I guess some stuff I like, but some stuff there is. It is funny because there is a scene where one of the characters, uh, what Jenny, Jenny Sparks, the new Jenny Sparks is trying to figure out what is going on. And one of the other characters goes to her, her residence and she has one of those walls with the pictures and the, and the, uh, the newspaper clippings and all of the, you know, the yarn with the, the yeah. thumbtack, all the that. Psycho. And it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, so you're a little fucking insane. 
it's, it's 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 that moment. It's like, oh, so you're that person. Now, did he Which use is, it as exposition, though? Did he use it to sort of like catch you up on the story, or was it just a moment know, of the character? No, it, it was that was a true character moment. He okay. only used exposition hard like twice. And, and, you know, it's one of those things that, that now in comics and, and thankfully they've, they've gotten, they've kind of outgrown that you, you still kind of smell it like a fart in a car when, when someone is, is using heavy, heavy exposition. I, I picked up the, the new Star Trek, um, uh, uh, season, is it season five, whatever the fuck they called it. It's the original crew. Um, Old fuckers, Star Trek yeah, old fuckers. It's, it's year year five, and there was like two fucking pages of exposition where I was like, "This is the laziest written comic ever." And uh, yeah, it's Ellis is Ellis is a better writer than that. Yeah, so. I, I wasn't using it as a negative. I mean, I think I think there's ways to use exposition to tell a help tell a story and and then yeah there's ways where you just like you don't know how else to tell the story just but vomit a bunch of stuff on page and yeah. say like, there you go <laughs> i think exposition sometimes people attack it like it's you know you should never have exposition it's like well that's not always no that's not true it's just it's just it just shouldn't be lazy no i yeah i got gotcha. you yeah 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 I just but, thought maybe no, that was an actual moment of like clever exposition where it's like, oh, you know, here's a here here I'm going to catch up on what's going on by showing you this character trying to figure out what's going on. I mean that you know that's mm-hmm. kind of a little little better. No, it wasn't even that. It was it was it was literally it was literally the the other character seeing this and going, oh, so you're a little little bit of crazy. You're a little crazy. Um, uh, if you are a DC Universe uh, subscriber, they have the first 13 issues are available. Oh, all right. Well, it's on Hoopla, too. I just was looking. So yeah, I, there you go. I'm going to get the first. Hoopla. Episode. Hoopla. I, I love mean, Hoopla. And it's, and it's, it's straight up Ellis. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's straight up Warren Ellis. Now, it's, what it's happened kinda... to Warren Ellis? Because uh, he kind of hasn't been doing a lot of stuff for the last handful of years. I know he was working on some TV stuff, but I had heard like something he had, did he have something happen health wise with him? The, 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 like the, the one time I met him in person, which was probably fucking almost 10 years ago. He looked like fucking death. Then. <laughs> well, he's looked bad. I mean, he's, it's, <laughs> I don't it's think like, he's ever I, looked good. <laughs> no, it's, I, I, I still, I, it's like, how are you still fucking alive? Because you know, smokes and drinks and and is yeah. He he looked he looked like death warmed over ten years ago. So well, I it's, thought he had. I had heard something about he had something brain related, but I don't I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm speaking out of yeah. school, so I don't really out know. of school. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't okay. know. But uh, it's yeah. He he wrote this and it was good. And it's yeah. It's uh twenty four issues. I don't know how many they're done with, but uh, that's what it's supposed to go to. So I'm on issue 13. It's all good. Nice, nice. Yeah, you know. So how do you guys feel about uh, you know those 90s comics that are now um, we're seeing reimaginings of the the shit that was out whenever we were young adults? Um, yeah, it's a little weird, like realizing 
that I'm old and <laughs> constantly yeah. being yeah. reminded of it. You know, like uh, it's a little odd, like seeing. You know, music is classic rock that I, you know, it was like, I don't know, seeing all the things that I grew up with being old and just my kids don't even know what they were or what it was. But at the same time, like everything that we had as kids is coming back or still being redone, you know, whether it's Star Wars yeah. and uh, all the superhero stuff. So it's it's uh, it's an odd time. For sure, but yeah, getting old, getting old. The comics, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm not paying that much attention. I mean, uh, to stuff that's 90s, I don't know, I don't fucking, I, I, I didn't read that much stuff in the 90s, I don't think, anyway. Um, for a lot of reasons, not because of the quality of the books or anything, but, uh, I don't know that I want to go back to a lot of that stuff. I, yeah, it's yeah. well that was, that was the nice thing about about this relaunch is that it's not the you know the, the, there were a lot less pockets in this one. Yeah. So it was. It, I mean, it took, it, and that's my snarky way of saying it, it took a, away a lot of the uh, a lot of the cheesy nineties aspect. The, the goofy yeah. '90s aspects uh, of this, and it and it updated it and put it in a much more modern modern telling of of those same characters, and just kind of it relaunched it and reimagined it. You know, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be absolutely tied to the past. It's it's nice to it's nice to be able to to take those the the core of those characters, what you enjoyed. You know, Grifter is always going to be Grifter. I mean, that's that's kind of who that character is. But you can put a slightly different spin on that character and and not have him be absolutely tied to 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 what he was previously. And so I I I like it whenever they whenever they do that. And I think that the Wildstorm universe offers a uh, almost and not not a unique opportunity, but it has roots that are just deep enough that people have some nostalgia with it, right, right. but they're not so mm. deep that it's like Spider-Man or Flash yeah. or you know Superman, Batman, whatever. It's they're they're known quantities, but not sacred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, can see if, that. If I had the time and energy, I would start a uh, a comic book universe of characters that like. Every 20 years, and this would be like part of the mythology of the characters, there would be superheroes, but like every 20 years they would die and be reborn. <laughs> yeah. So that they would just like start over and you you would, it would just be like the, it would be like mantle comics. So it was just like you had your you know, all your superheroes and every 20 years, like they would all just die and be reborn as, you know, brand new the same that characters, mantle. but yeah, with the same mantle. So you'd have a you new know, Superman. D- or new, D- every DC years. was really kind of good about doing that. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, kinda. honestly, they worked for a while. Kinda, you know, they were, for for a while, you know, and then you know, yeah, you know, it's like that's what I loved about JSA, and you know, that was I never would have read the JSA if it wasn't for Tom, and, and yeah, you know, I I loved the. 
kind of discovering the idea of the mantle, which right. was a new concept for me after reading comics for, you know, you know, 20 fucking years. It's like, oh, this is this is cool. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, there are other characters that that, you know, had the same name and and, you know, you you get to go back and you know that that's what made that series so cool is that there was a reverence for what had come before and you know looking at it from the outside it's i mean that was totally jeff johns and and his love of the comics that he grew up on right yeah Mm. he's still doing that (laughs) no yeah i just think it's i mean because we get so caught up comic book fans get caught caught up in like the idea of like oh well these characters uh, are this thing. And it's like, no, well, they're just this thing for a little while. And then there's yeah. something else. But the, but like, Batman is bigger than any decade that Batman's been around. You know what I mean? Like, that, the character Superman or the character Batman or Spider Man or the Hulk or Captain America or whoever it is, like, those ideas can change and be something fresh to yeah. the next batch of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Thank just, God it's, Hal Jordan doesn't sell insurance anymore. Yeah, or he's not a toy salesman. <laughs> just I just think we get caught up in it. Like you know, I think I think the companies get caught up in it too. Of like, it can only be this thing, or it can only the writers get caught up in like it can only be this thing, you know this uh, you know iteration isn't, of it. Isn't it neat how um, different media? affects the, the the core of the characters because you know you you look at stuff like you know into the spider verse or the 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 spider-man ps4 game and how that ends up or the you know obviously the movies and how that ends up influencing and changing the comics and i think that even the source material needs that that outside influence to say you know what you've looked at this character the same way for so long and here are these influences from outside to to remind you that that it can change it can grow and evolve and change and and be different than than what it's been on paper for a long time well or or you know Guys like Alan Moore, we talked about in the last episode, you know, with chopping, mm-hmm. like going, yeah, no, this is stupid. Let's change it into something completely different and see if we can make something better out of it and not be beholden to what came before. And I think it's a fine line. I, you know, I, I'm not saying you, you need to reinvent <laughs> every character mm. every, every once in a while, but like, yeah. Well, I look at like you know Don Dan Slott came into to Spider Man, and I think that he absolutely embraced the the uh, Ditko Stan Lee era Spider Man, and it's like I want to I want to embrace that and tell stories like that. And then you look at like Grant Morrison that goes into X Men right. with his X Men, and it's like. X-Men's been boring for a really long time. We're going to fucking throw it in a blender, turn it upside down and, and throw it up, you know, against the wall and it's going to be completely different. And I respect both of those things, but I also see the, the, the problems in both of those. Cause yeah. it's, I mean, Grant Morrison's new X-Men run was amazing and horrifying mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at, at the same time. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't find it horrifying, uh, uh, but it's it's well, maybe not horrifying under his watch, but kind of the 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 aftermath of it. You know, it's yeah. You well, know that's I mean? always going to be a problem because when you have somebody yeah. that's like, yeah, they're going to do something visionary, then it's like, okay, well, how do you follow that up? Do you do you keep trying to go down yeah, exactly. that road? Well, if you're not yeah. going to have somebody like, there you go, it, yeah, it's hard to do. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, I think they also go the other way too because, like, I think. Uh, I can't think of the writer who's uh, on the Uncanny X Men right now. Um, but like he was sort no. of building something new with the latest uh, volume of Uncanny X Men, and it started off kind of slow mm-hmm. and and not amazing. But I think it was starting to build into something really good, spectacular. And, but they're going to cancel it and relaunch oh, yeah, all br- the X Men books. Yeah, they're burning like, everything down for Hickman, right? Yeah, and it's like, why yeah. the fuck? All right. I mean, we've been, you know, we've been talking about Jonathan Hickman since before anybody fucking knew who Jonathan Hickman was. But it, I love the guy, but why the fuck are you giving him another chance to not finish something? Because he, I mean, how many times has he come up with some great idea for these mainstream books and it doesn't go anywhere? I mean, I, I think he's a very talented right i think he has amazing ideas but i don't think he can fucking finish a story uh that makes any goddamn sense to anybody i mean so it's like i just feel like this was one of those cases where the x-men book you know wasn't given enough time to kind of breathe and now you're just gonna Mm -hmm. well we just need to fucking slash and burn and 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 start over and probably do something but now they're gonna, you know, it's like it's, you know, who knows what it's gonna be with with uh, Hickman. But I hope it's, I hope it's good. But I haven't read X Men, I haven't read an X Men book consistently yeah. in a long time. And I thought, yeah, yeah. I think it's Charles Charles Soule, maybe who's writing Soleil. Soleil is Soul Soleil. I don't, I don't know. I Soleil, 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 Soleil. <laughs> but I really think he was building something interesting, and I think it's kind of a shame that they're just gonna kind of cut it short and. And uh, restart everything, but it is what it is. It is comics. It is yeah. comics. It'll break your heart. I haven't. Ki- it breaks your heart, kid. <laughs> I haven't read an X book in a very long time, like yeah. a ridiculously yeah. long time. Maybe Grant Morrison's new X Men. <laughs> that might be. Yeah. <laughs> there. Last time I really was like, "Oh, what are they gonna do?" It's been a long time. Yeah, like I feel like the X universe sort of just like chugs along. What's well, that baggage? Like, it's that same baggage, like we were talking with Swamp Thing, where it's yeah. like baggage of, okay, well, we, it's it's an X Men book, so it has to be the angst of them being hunted and mm-hmm. outcasts. That's that's all it always ends up being, and it's just like okay, but we've seen that over and over and over again. How about mm-hmm. something different, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I know that's sort of the core of those characters, but I think I think the challenge then is this sort of, like, you know, how do you keep that but make it mm-hmm. something fresh or something different? What what was X-Men? I always think of it as, as a soap opera 
was it really the the comic that that really took that soap opera kind of theme to it where i mean it was yeah it was a superhero comic but it was really a soap opera it was melodrama i mean i think it was definitely one of the first that you know claremont really leaned on that heavy yeah melodrama yes. and just like you know it, it was i don't think anyone was dealing with those sort of oh you know what am i gonna do my life yeah. is terrible sort of thing you know like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what is she gonna think of me if i you know blah 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 i mean i think uh, you had the hulk and to some degree and you had spider-man to some degree was like that uh you know uh, but yeah, I guess I guess with Spider Man, it was you know I guess what um, Stanley said he always wanted uh, that uh, that decision of I need to go to you know the you know the south side of Manhattan to you know battle Doc Ock, mm-hmm. or I had to go to the Upper East Side right. to get Amnesia's mm-hmm. medicine. But I think X Men was the first one where you had a bunch of characters dealing with their own issues and and interpersonal issues between them. You know what I mean? Like they were dealing with yeah. okay, we gotta be superheroes, but we're also hated. And like one of us is in love with another one. One of us is a teenage girl. One of us is a you know a a, a immortal Canadian drunkard and you know what I mean? <laughs> so you it was the first time where you had they're all dealing with the same issues, but they're also all dealing with their own individual issues. You didn't really have that, and I think that's why it's more of a soap opera, because in a soap opera you have all the different storylines that yeah. intermingle, but they're also individually dealing with their own shit, where Spider-Man's dealing with his shit, the Hulk's dealing with his shit, but they're not, you know... Yeah, X-Men was a team book. Yeah. yeah, it was a team Um one the something that reminded me very much of the X Men, uh, a free comic book day book that I picked up. Uh, Humanoids is launching its own imprint called H One, um, and it's got some pretty good, pretty good talent. Uh, uh, Mark Wade seems to be the uh, the the chief. Uh, 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 Wrangler on this, and it's got uh, John Cassidy, uh, Carlos Speed McNeil, uh, Yannick uh, Paquette, among others. Did either of you uh, pick up the Ignition uh, preview on Free Comic Book Day? No. No. I didn't go to a comic book store on no. Free Comic Book Day. It's um, uh, get it on your radar whenever it comes out. Check it out. Uh, it definitely felt like a a modern version of X Men. It was a it was you know emerging powers from you know people that have more or less like a, a mutant gene is is kind of the feeling of it. And uh, the Free Comic Book Day. Uh, issue was a getting the band together or or previewing of getting the band together. Um, beautiful, it's it's absolutely gorgeous art, and Mark Mark Wade wrote it, and and he's pretty good. And uh, so I'm looking forward to the the humanoid stuff. I guess they have two or three different different 
um, single issue series that are coming out, and then they're doing three or four different uh, graphic novels uh, un- under the the imprint. And the the graphic novels look pretty look pretty cool as well. Omni is one of them. Strange Lands, so uh, Ignited. So it's a bunch of bunch of series coming out from H one. It's uh, from Humanoids, basically. They're they're they've been doing awesome collected editions for a long time, which have uh, been uh, available domestically. But this is the first time I've seen them doing single issues in graphic novels. Uh, looks like you can actually read the free comic book day issue on their website for free. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you want to go there and read it, you can read it. Uh, I'm checking it out, right? Yeah, I was going to ask, like, because humanoids, like, I always they did a lot of the the, the it sort of like well, an imprint they, company. Yeah, they. they I mean, they degree, reprinted right? a bunch of the the Jodorowsky and Mobius stuff. I mean, they right. did Ink All and and I mean they they're heavy into the Jodorowsky stuff, which cross pollinates with a lot of the the Mobius stuff. So they've done a lot of European. Uh, European comics and then reprinted them for the English translations. So this is sort of their own universe. Their own their, their own yeah. thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. It looks, like universe. Mark, it looks like Mark Wade and John Cassidy and a bunch of other creators. Yeah, I wasn't going to try and say that. Uh, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, so it's like, hey, you're a publisher. We're really talented people. It it feels a little cross gen to me, but okay, uh, okay, you know, you know, you know what I mean. Hey, cross gen like, was the shit while it lasted. Cross gen was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and this feels a little bit of the hey, this is a uh, it's an imprint with some really good talented creators, and we might get some good series out of it and some good you know graphic novels. Cool, cool. Well, I'll check it out on their uh, website here. It does look pretty. I don't know who drew it. I'm trying to see who. Uh, is it Carlos Carl Speed McNeil on this one? Let's see. Well, you were looking at Ign- the Ignited? Because they have a. Ignition? Uh, oh. It may have been Ignited. Uh, is Ignition, is that what they're doing? The, the, the overall, is that the umbrella? I think, I think H1 is the umbrella. Ignited. And it's ignited yeah. is the lives of six teenagers are charged for, changed forever when yeah, tragic chaos ensues at their high school. Um, yeah. But the free comic book day one, I'm trying. I was just on it. Now I don't know. Where yeah, it it's it's ignited is the kind of the flagship story. That's the I think that's the Mark Wade one, and then. Uh, yeah, Strange Lands is one. Omni uh, Meyer is a uh, OGN, which looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, so uh, the big the big country is another OGN, and then they've got uh, Nick Nevin and the Bloody Queen. Yeah, Nick Nevin and the Bloody Queen is the other one. So, yeah, they've got. Uh, it looks like it looks like a pretty a pretty interesting slate of of titles coming out. So, yeah, I like so you know, yeah, it's, yeah, so it's new. Like, Here, here's the thing I like about it: they don't appear to be saying, "Hey, these are all screenplays." <laughs> right, right. They're, they look they look like yeah. for comics 
you know, sake. You know, because there's been other companies that have launched. It's like they were so obviously um, begging to be uh, adapted for for film or TV. These look like real comics. Um, yeah, it looks like H1 is the shared universe. So that's, oh. it's, it, yeah, that's whatever. I mean, H1, that's mm-hmm. sort of the, uh, humanoids. Yeah. Metal Herland. Herland. 45 H, years. H1. H, H1. John Cassidy H1. is the chief executive officer. Uh, officer. Remember when I, uh, See I got drunk and almost started a fight with John Cassidy? Cassidy? Because he stole your bike. No, no, no. Me. He stole Tim Seeley's bike. In your dream. Oh, he stole Tim Seeley's bike? He in stole... your dream? No, no, no. He stole Tim Seeley's bike in Tim Seeley's dream. He was just an asshole to me. But he wasn't really an oh. asshole. I was just really drunk, and I was the asshole. <laughs> right. Uh, it was right. like a mirror. John Cassidy did nothing wrong to me or Tim Seeley, but yeah, that's yeah, he did, did nothing wrong. Just want to occasionally you make me look so normal, Sal. Yeah, well, <laughs> I won't even tell you. About, I, I, my wife, uh, my poor wife, the things she puts up with. I, I recently called into a radio station. And oh. pretended to be someone I wasn't. <laughs> because you. Because I thought it would be funny. And it was. And it actually, like, it changed the course of the show for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it would be a funny bit. Is that and Bernstein? No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no. It, was, it was the most ridiculous thing. It was just, and I was driving home from work. And I listen to this show all the time. And I just thought it would be funny. Like, I, it wasn't – I didn't think it would be funny that I was being someone else. I I just thought if a guy called up from somewhere else and, and said this, it would be funny for the show. And so I did. I just mm-hmm. pretended you to be the, the person that – Someone needs to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That was all it was. Someone needs to do this right now. It would be funny. I'll do it. And, and I did, yeah. It was, I've, but that's kind of the weird uh, mind that you're dealing with here. Sometimes I just do weird shit that doesn't, oh. you know, make a oh, lot of sense. Believe me, I know. You know, <laughs> you're aware. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, I'm aware. <sighs> I can't uh, explain that. it. Can't explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my other free comic book day finds that I wanted to mention, and this kind of goes back into the lore of around comics. And uh, we got to meet a lot of really uh, awesome people and awesome artists along the way. And some people that um, um, really grew and changed as artists. But there's probably one guy that I would say, maybe more than anyone else grew changed and 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 continued to to blow us away and that was dave wachter um have you guys have you seen what he's been doing on teenage mutant ninja turtles yes actually i i i've I've been seeing the stuff that he's been posting so Uh, good yeah so good uh i i agree for sure he's done uh he's really evolved and uh uh, his stuff of late on on 
that book especially has been pretty awesome. So it was, uh, um, it came out for, uh, for free comic book day. And, uh, I was like, I've got to check out more of Dave's stuff for, for TMNT because it was, I mean, that's, that series has been going for like 30 fucking years now. TMNT H1. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm just all these like these cool acronyms. TMNT. TMH1Z. Turtles. Uh, Get H1. But it was it was cool to see him kind of find a home there because I don't you know he has his own style which I absolutely uh, appreciate. And, and, and it, it's been, it's been awesome to see him continue to grow and evolve as an artist. And I think he's kind of found, found a home with, with that, with that title and, uh, and, you know, to kind of, you know, establish himself. So I hope that that continues. And, and even after TMNT, he's able to, TMNT. yeah, he's able to, to continue to, to move, uh, to move on and do some other stuff. So, all right. Well, I think that's, uh, that's got us for, uh, another month here. We got anything else to, to chit chat about or any announcements? H3. Um, I'm coming out with H1. a oh, shared universe of comics called H3. Come check out TK100. <laughs> Tom Cater's. Tom Cater's. Top one, 100. The universe, the whole universe will only exists for 100 issues. And then in, and then in, and then, and, then in 15, and then in 15 years, Warren Ellis will come and relaunch yeah. it. After a a 100 number one issues. It's 100 crisis. Every yeah. issue is a crisis. In the TK100 universe, there are no issue number twos. It's <laughs> Everyone all dies every issue. <laughs> it's all number one. Every, it's a fresh start. Every issue, the entire universe is destroyed. Yeah. And then the next you, issue. You just, you, you just described around comics. Every, every, every episode is a crisis. <laughs> every episode. What's happening? Everyone dies <laughs> again. All right. Well, guys, it was a pleasure as always to chit chat with you. Uh, look forward to uh, to getting together again. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around comics. Yeah. Alright, I hear my children, one of my children cry. Oh god, get, I get hear that. one of my children cry. Go, yeah. go take, All right. take care of your child. Alright, All right, talk. talk to you guys later. Adios.
Comics